Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today on Faith at Eight, we are starting our next study. Emotions and the heart. Emotions and the heart. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. I really, you know, going in and we're doing the format a little bit differently now. So we're going by the week reading that and then coming in and kind of doing a synopsis of the week rather than every single day. So we have, you know, quite a bit that we have the opportunity to talk about, which I'm excited. And, you know, week one, the different topics that that we were able to read through were what are emotions, biblical understanding of emotions, interpreting emotions, can I control my emotions? And emotions are complex. And what I really loved about the first week was getting a better understanding of emotions Biblically, because I feel like we get told emotions and feelings and blah, blah, blah. But have we ever really reflected on what does the Bible say about emotions? Why were we created with emotions and what are they exactly? And typically in our society, when we are focusing on emotions, we're focusing on the negative aspect. Oh, I can't control my emotions. Oh, I... I'm a very emotional person. Like, no one's ever said that and meant it as a compliment towards themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's good to to get behind, well, why did God give you emotions? Because yes. he gave them to you for a reason. It wasn't by accident. And I love how in this first week it really talked about understanding how you can utilize your emotions that don't be directed by your emotions, but use them as a gauge, right? So understand that when you are dealing with emotions, are you reacting to what that emotion is and saying, well, I feel happy. So this is the direction that I should go in. Or is it that gauge of this is an emotion? Let me take an an honest look at it. Now, what direction should I move based on what that feeling is and, and what the Bible actually says about feeling and and having emotions. And I love that you talked about both negative and positive emotions Mm -hmm. because what we think is, oh, well, when I become Christian, that means I only, I'm always joyful. I'm always joyful. I never am any of those other things. I'm always joyful. I'm that's what I'm supposed to be. And if I'm not that, I'm being a bad Christian because I just got angry or I just got this. Mm -hmm. And that's just so not true. And the perfect example of that is Jesus. Um, when, when Lazarus died, he wept, he cried. When um, mm-hmm. when they were selling things in the temple, he got angry and he w- pulled out that whip. So it's so interesting that we as a Christian society have now put, oh, you just you always have to be positive. You always have to be yeah. joyful. And like any other emotion outside of that means you're a bad Christian when really that that's not the case at all. It's are you allowing that emotion to give you an excuse to sin? Now, that's another story. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's God gave us all the emotions for a reason um, and they reveal our heart. They reveal so much about what is going on inside of us. So it is not a bad thing to have emotions that make you feel bad or have negative emotions or what we have in society classified as negative emotions like anger Mm -hmm. and, and sadness and things like that. And I like in the study where it says emotions can encourage us or deceive us, yet Mm -hmm. their created intent is to lead us toward God-glorifying responses. And in one of the questions I had written in what ways is it helpful to understand that emotions are intended to help you glorify God, no matter if they are good or bad, I can understand that they are from God and he will Mm -hmm. use them. He will use me for his purpose. And 
I think that you're right. We have so much focus on either good or bad emotions mm -hmm. instead of understanding they're all being utilized for his purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those, those negative connotations we have against what society deems bad emotions, a lot of it actually, that's because of the fall. That is because mm -hmm. of the fall of mankind. Eve and Adam, Adam and Eve were unashamed and emotionally content when they were in the garden. Mm -hmm. It is when they were deceived by the serpent that that changed. And so, you know, our emotions are no, um, they're no longer naturally inclined to honor, love and obey God because of the fall. Not because of what God created, mm -hmm. but because of what man has done um, to God's creation. And I love that clarity on it too. And and when you really get an understanding of emotions as tools, right? As as tools, you can start to see, I am just not at the mercy of how I am feeling. I get to use it as a tool to then walk forward through that in whatever direction it's supposed to be. And you know, you also often hear people being described as, oh, that person is too emotional or, oh, yeah. you know, or they don't have emotions, right? Mm -hmm. They're cold. They're all over the place, whatever. What if we had this ability to go up to somebody and be able to communicate with them in a biblical way to help them understand the emotions that they're feeling? And the lack of emotions is something as well that is also something that is is able to be utilized by God to help that person move through. Like, why are you ignoring the emotions that are coming up? Or why are you not feeling anything? What has happened? Um, where's your connection gone that you have, have become numb to things? Or I don't want to say oversensitive in a bad way, but oversensitive in a way of you're bringing in all of these emotions. So you're constantly the whole wheel of emotions at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I, I highlight it and start and like double highlight it this this line when sin infiltrates our emotions they can lead us to hope in broken cisterns to delight in evil to hurt others to hate what is good and to dishonor god in our responses and you know that that i really think that's where a lot of depression and things mm -hmm. like that it you have these emotions but you have because the world is so broken this overabundance of emotions that are going you don't even know what to do with them Yep. So it does get into this self sin, um, focusing on self and, and not focusing on how serving and, and that confusion gets in really, uh, I think oftentimes with that piece of it. Mm -hmm. And I like how much this is actually intertwined with some of the business training that I'm doing right now. Like it all over overlaps is that when we understand what that feeling is and how we're going to utilize it we then decide our actions and the results from that. So if something in our life is not turning out the way that we want, can we backtrack and understand what feeling, like where is this coming from and what is the thought that is going into that that's actually creating this feeling? And when we look at, you know, what are the emotions that are good and driving me in a certain direction and what emotions are not driving me in a certain direction, can I have more clarity on it so I start to choose better? If I feel this way, Way and I do this action and it's not in alignment with what God has for me, maybe I need to change my view of what that emotion is and say, okay, whether it's a good or bad emotion, how am I utilizing it? Am I utilizing it to sin further? Am I utilizing it to recognize where I can be and do better? Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you said earlier with the gauge, you know, you know, our emotions do reveal the hidden depths of our hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 
they also reveal and expose what we value. And oftentimes we have actually turned in um, that, that gauge. We have turned it to a guide, but we've turned it into a guide of what our identity is. Oh, I'm an angry person. Mm. Oh, I'm a happy person. No, what? Like, so we... So, it's my depression. It's my anxiety. Yes. It's almost like you are identified by that emotion instead of remembering, no, 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 an emotion, that's that feeling. You are not your emotion. Yeah. And so then we get so wrapped up in that we can't even let go of that emotion yeah. because so it's who we are. It's, mm-hmm. oh, I've been told my whole life I have that I'm depressed. I've done that. And so we get so wrapped up in that, that it so becomes our identity. We actually forget our identity in Christ and our new identity is in this emotion that God has given us and it is being used and infiltrated in a way that was never designed for it to make us feel or to to lead us. And it almost gets me thinking about how you can take that emotion and actually put it above God. You can actually make mm, it absolutely. that idol where all of a sudden, you know, every day you are so focused on the anxiety, the depression, or even like um, a good feeling, a high feeling, a joyful feeling, you know, you can be so focused on that, that that becomes more important to you than God. Absolutely. And so we have to ask ourselves, am I going to seek to glorify myself in this moment? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm angry. That's just who I am. I'm depressed. So I'm going to just... Or are we going to use it as an opportunity to glorify God with our response? Uh-huh. Again, it is okay to get angry, but how are you res- are you using it as an excuse to be sin? It's okay to have moments of yes. sadness and worry and strife where you feel depressed and lonely, but how are you going to use that? <laughs> it, when I was reading through this, it made me think of the movie Inside Out, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. The, the main character in the movie is called Riley. So we call it Riley's movie at our house. So I... If I'm slightly off on the title, please forgive me. But I remember at the end where like Joy's always trying to make her feel joyful. Oh, you have to be mm-hmm. joyful, joyful. And they're trying to like kick sadness to the side. Yes. But when sadness finally got to take, take over, like she went and she cried to her parents and she just le- like leaned into them and they saw that she was in pain and they hugged her and they held her. Like you can't get that if you're always shoving that down and pretending like it's not there because it's not christian to be sad Mm -hmm. i did air quotes for those on the podcast um christian it's not christian to be sad or it's not christian things and then we get so distorted in our on our mindset and how we're how we're looking at those things when really okay so here's very real life example for me i would find that i would get very stressed and anxious when i had a lot going on in my day and then Mm -hmm. i would start snapping at my children Mm -hmm. because they how dare they mess up my schedule? <laughs> what were they thinking? So now I'm frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, don't you see I'm trying to do stuff? Like, yeah. And I recognized I did that and I had to stop. Okay, why am I feeling this way? I'm feeling this way because I I feel like I haven't had a moment of breath. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't had to take, I haven't had a single second to breathe. I have to pee so bad, I'm going to wet my pants, but I don't have time to go to the bathroom because that will take like all of two whole minutes Okay, if I wash my hands really well, maybe two two minutes and fifteen seconds. Like I have to, like it's going to take too much time. I, mm-hmm. I just I don't have time. I don't. Oh my god, no, no, no! I have twenty four hours, mm-hmm. like everyone else, and so I had to stop and look at what is causing this, and then rearrange things yeah. in my life. We've jo- joked about how if like I ha- I only will put so many things in my calendar, yes. and then I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I had to people three times today. That is my maximum peopling. I will not yep. people anymore today because it stre- because it led me to I would sin against my children because I would snap at them. I wouldn't be loving. I wouldn't be kind. I wouldn't be gentle. I wouldn't be humble. I'd be annoyed, and that's 
that's not the mom they deserve. They deserve the best best version of me being a mom that I can mm-hmm. be. And I can't be that. And so often we will instead, well, it's their fault. Right. Because they, they made me feel this way. No, no, friends. We have a choice. I have a choice when I, when I'm feeling overwhelmed to get angry and lash out or to recognize I'm overwhelmed and take something off my plate. And one of the things that I had come across this week, ironically, um, was going through this. And what you said was very powerful is your kids won't make you feel a certain way. And yet as parents, Mm -hmm. sometimes we get caught in the trap of telling our children, well, this made me feel by you not putting your shoes on, by you not doing this, you made me feel angry. You made me feel sad. What you're doing is when you are starting to put that pressure on your children and telling your children that they're making you feel a certain way, Think of the weight that you are putting on their shoulders. So how can you use your own emotions as a guide to then help your children through them? And I just found that that was really interesting because I was like, oh, I didn't put that in that perspective. Mm -hmm. But what kind of weight truly are you putting on your children or even other people? You're making me feel this way. You are not taking ownership. And that also goes along with suppressing. Suppressing the emotions or not acknowledging them does not allow them to be used as a gauge. So if you are suppressing or ignoring or trying to tell somebody that they're making you feel like they are responsible for how you are feeling, you are ignoring the fact that God gave you emotions to allow you to move into the path he has created for you. So stop suppressing, stop ignoring, stop blaming other people, hold up the mirror and say, this is my emotion, but it is here for a purpose. The emotion does not define me but it is here to help me understand more about me so that I can walk in in more of a Christian way, in more of the way that God actually has me created for. Yeah, and, and how empowering is that to know, okay, this has caused me to feel this way. How can I change it? Yes. Like how, like, you don't have to wait for somebody else to make you feel better. And It's in your control. And I think how many times people, oh, well, my husband, did, like, why no. are you why are you putting that much weight on him and mm-hmm. what he does or doesn't? Guess what, sister? You are going to do an Here's a... So I, I read in the Peloton and I got a hundred things and they didn't shout me on the board. I didn't really care. And someone goes, oh, did they call you out because you did left? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, that's such a bummer. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a bummer. Why didn't they call me out? Because they were calling the people out that had 6,000. And I, I wasn't mm-hmm. mad at it. But when that person said that to me, it made me start thinking. But that, that's what we do. And like, I cleaned and my husband didn't even notice that I cleaned. I made my kids lunch and I used special star cookie cutters to cut out their sandwich and they didn't notice their sandwich in the shape of a star. I let that guy in front of me in traffic and I didn't have to. And that person did. We are putting, we are taking, putting all this stuff on other people and giving them control over how we feel because they didn't acknowledge us. No, we get to control. Yes. Sister, friend, you were never invisible to God. So why are you worrying so much about if other people see you? Mm -hmm. You're not invisible. Like we need to recognize that. And, And I was starting to get all like, no, food. You didn't call me, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she didn't even take pictures of it because I didn't. Ca- you didn't care that much about it, and now this person has planted the seed. Mm-hmm. And what it is is, I allowed that seed to be planted, and then I allowed the enemy because I was having a weak moment to start digging up. Yeah, and then this person didn't, and then this, and and I had to be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." whoa. And wow. it's interesting because I had I even wrote in my notes, we are being intentionally guided to the flesh by the enemy. Absolutely. Like how many times if you just step back and are like, where is this emotion truly guiding me? And where is God guiding me? But where might the world be guiding me right now? Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, I, I've heard this multiple times. There is no new, there's no no such thing as neutrality. And we do. We think, oh well, there God does this, and the enemy does this, and everything else in the middle. It's just, it's just, it's no big deal. It's just, it's just life happening. No, no, no. There's a constant battle going between the two. And so if we do allow our feelings to be suppressed or we allow people to talk certain things over us, we are giving an opportunity for the enemy to use those lies to harden our heart against God and against Mm -hmm. each other. And and we won't even recognize it. I saw a really, really powerful quote the other day on, on, on social media. That's where all the great quotes are from anymore. But it said, you know, I, I, I'm giving the neighbor children the neighbor's child, the best version of me. And then when they leave, my, my kids get what's left over mm-hmm. because we put on this front of all these things and that, like, oh, I have to be a certain way for the neighbors. No, I'm just, let me tell you some friends. That's not my problem at all. Um, I'm just kind of the way I am in front of everyone. That, not that that makes it okay. I need to get better. But, you know, we need to start getting to the roots of what is allowing us. To, um, I'm trying to read my handwriting and it's not going really well because I wrote this very fast. Get, we have to get to the tr- the root and uh, that allows us to discern the truth and give those feelings to God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that faster now that I know what I wrote here. We got it. But, but so enemy, like, you know, we mm-hmm. let the enemy have an opportunity to harden our heart to God. And then we never, we never get to the root of that. No, we need to get to the root so we can have God, give that to God and help have God help us sort through that and and bring out the purpose for those feelings and 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 serve them better because if we're relying only on ourselves mm-hmm. we we are not capable we do not have enough but if we rely on god he is capable mm-hmm. and he he designed that emotion he can help us work through it and that's where you know it finishes out in this first week with understanding emotions are complex. Yes. You know this isn't this is like picking up the Bible and saying, oh, I should just be able to read it cover to cover this weekend. No, it's complex. It's to sit with them. I believe after you know even just studying this week, emotions are complex. So we sit in them to study them to understand to go to God when we're not understanding why am I having these emotions? What direction are you pointing me in? It's not supposed to be easy, like, well, this is what I feel, so let me do the flow chart and this is what mm-hmm. I'll do. It's sitting in that time and praying about it. And, and the reflections that I had through that first week, I was like, ooh, I got some things I've got to pray about, specifically certain emotions that maybe I haven't handled them in the best way. Or what direction do you truly want me to go in when I am feeling these uncertain situations? Yeah, I felt very challenged like mm-hmm. to, to stop and start focusing on, okay, is am I focusing inward right now? Am I making this about me? Well, this this happened to me. I'm the victim. Or am I focusing on the one who made me instead? Um, so that that I can use whatever that feeling I'm having to serve him better, mm-hmm. to serve my children better, to serve my husband better. Um, and it was very very telling. And as we close out the first week, if you don't have the daily grace. Uh, study, I highly recommend that you do grab it because they have some great reflection questions after each day. And then at the end of the week where you kind of take a look at, all right, what did we walk through in that week and how do we summarize it? Some beautiful questions about like, what did you observe about God? And we've talked about this before is Bible studies aren't, and even reading the Bible is not just to read it and finish it and check off the box. It's truly about 
what is it saying about God? What is it revealing about his character? And then how can we apply what we're learning in life? And the questions, you know, have you reflect back to what are these passages teaching about yourself, about God, about the world, about where you are? And so that's just my, if you don't have it, please hop over to the Daily Grace. They have $5 sales all the time. Get yourself the book so that you can actually read along with us because now um, each Monday we'll be doing that week of the study. Yeah. And and if you're like, oh yeah, but once I order it, it still has to get here. Oh my gosh. That's okay too, because you'll get a free PDF version of it as well. So you'll have mm -hmm. it, you'll have access to it right away. Okay. Very good. All right. Okay. Any final words? I don't think so. I know. It was just so good. I liked just having a deeper understanding of why do we have emotions? Like, yes. and, and how can we, use it? and I don't think I've ever sat in reflection. I just have felt. Yes. Agreed. All right. You want to okay. pray us out? Sure. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we are in all of you. We are in all of the, the, the complexity of the emotions that are inside of us that you created and you created them for your glory and our good. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for that. Thank you for creating such a beautiful, beautiful thing for us. Father God, oftentimes we do allow them to deceive us. Um, our emotions um, get the best of us and we are no longer inclined to honor you with them, Lord. And they expose just our values and our beliefs that are not in line with you, but are in line with the world, Lord. And Father God, we are sorry for that. We are so sorry that we do get it wrong so often. Um, but we thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word. You've reminded us in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable, but that you understand it, Lord. You remind us of that, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for giving us that wisdom in your word so that we can focus back on you and the reason why you made our emotions instead of focusing on what the world tells us about them. Father God, as we step forward through this next week, we ask for you to fix our eyes on you. Please fix our eyes on you so that we can choose you, God, in moments of strife or moments of, of being what others deem overly emotional, Father God, that we can be self-reflective and be in your word and just pray and memorize scripture, Lord, so that we can see you in those emotions, Lord, so that we can be directed by the word and not the world, Lord. Please, we ask that you help us crucify our flesh daily so that we as sinners can be reminded that we need Jesus every day. And, and every day being in your word brings you us closer to you, Father God. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, like, subscribe, leave a review and share with a friend. Yes. And thank you so much about being on this mission with us to make heaven crowded. We couldn't do it without you. Bye friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.